Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Well, why don't we start there with our uh, good friend, political uh, analyst Gary Dietrich, who's long been uh, part of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Gary, uh, welcome. How are you? Hey, proud to be part of the long legacy of Angie people. Yeah. Uh, So, Gary, let's start with the incredibly overheated rhetoric. Have you ever seen anything like it? I'll tell you what, guys, uh, I've been talking with people about this for months as this has been building, and, and the numbers sort of prove the overheated rhetoric. What do I mean by that, uh, Joe? It's that the people who are saying, I'm definitely going to vote, you know, I'm really paying attention to this election, those numbers are off the charts. They're like at 70%. In fact, I just evened up this week. Democrats kind of pulled even with Republicans in the so-called passion quotient. So, yeah, I'd say yes. You you have seen, and of, and of course, guys, it goes without saying almost, that in the aftermath of the last election cycle, that's heightened even further. Well, the, the reason I really wanted to have you on is because I heard you talking about how California's got the two most expensive uh, initiatives they've ever had. But before we get to that, um, I hit everybody with this because I think it's the most amazing poll number I've seen this entire cycle. It's an NBC poll from a couple of weeks ago. 80% of Republicans, 80% of Democrats believe that if the other believe the other par- party is out to destroy America. of each side believes the other side's out to destroy America. How do you function with that number? Well, Jack, that that is probably, you know, that's the million-dollar question that gets buried a lot. Because, of course, beneath that number, Jack, is the fact that both sides think the other side is prepared to, quote-unquote, steal the election, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... That's the problem. You know, it's, well, they're blocking polls. They got armed guys. I don't know. Voting machines. We're going to be having, you know, poll watchers. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. And, of course, that narrative is already, 
that narrative is already getting prepared for 2024. Well, so the, the, well, the problem with that, the, the, you know, it's a race to the bottom. It's a, uh, I don't know what, what would be the right metaphor or whatever. But if if you believe the other side is going to destroy the country, you probably should rig the election. <laughs> okay, I I, I want to make sure that was not me saying you should rig the election. I want to wow. make sure that's clear. Well, no, if you're, no, right, if you're historian your, I, Michael Bechloss and you believe children are going to be executed if the other side wins, you probably should do whatever you can to make sure you win. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Uh, but I, I think I think the important thing, guys, is th- 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 what's going what's being put in jeopardy really from a governance standpoint is. We've always had a date certain. In presidential politics, it's January 20th, right? We have the inauguration. We're done. We move on. Mm-hmm. Everybody, still scream, everybody screams and yells. We're all still upset. But you have a date. When you don't have a date, and if you're going to be continually throwing this into the courts at various levels from SCOTUS on down, that becomes exceptionally problematic just in terms of not only doing our own governance business internally, but externally. When external countries, external forces want to know, okay, on January 21st, we're at least going to know who's going to be running the place over there. You got to have that. You have to have that. Well, do you think the lengthening of the uh, the uh, voting process, I feel like that's hurting our belief in the vote. I, I people with, I'll take people with their best intentions and not their worst intentions. They just wanted to, more access for more people. More voting is always good, that idea. So we'll lengthen the hours and the days and make mail-in battle. But I feel like it's leading to less belief in the outcome. Well, I think the only thing I like about the, the, the biggest, I think, plus to having you know longer voting times and you can vote in person or you can do it by mail and all, is that people at least get to choose what they believe to be the most authentic, most reliable means to cast their vote. So, you know, at least people have options. And, you know, apart from that, does it does it increase people's confidence in the process? At this juncture, probably not. No, definitely not. Well, yeah, and honestly, Gary, I, I, you know, I hate to quibble with you because, uh, you know, uh, you're terrific and everything, but you said people choose the, you know, the best, most trustworthy. No, people choose the most convenient way to vote, the easiest way to vote. And to my mind, the stretching out of the period of voting and the many means of voting now have made it as made it much, much more difficult to watch the hen house to ensure the fidelity of the ballot. And I'm, I'm for some compromises. It need not just be paper ballots in person on election day. We can we can expand it a bit beyond that. But every step you go, making it longer and longer and more and more means of voting, the less you can assure people the vote is 100% valid, we're sure of it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Joe. Here's what, here's what, to me, the challenge is, is that there is absolutely, as you know, zero, maybe sub-zero standard for what is a reliable means. In other words, in the past, there was a great deal of debate about oh, electronic voting. Well, we can't have those kind of machines. You, re- you got to go with people, pencils, paper on election day. There's a lot of questions about that now. So the problem is we don't have any kind of an acceptable standard that any, you know, two parties can agree on that this is the one we're going to go with. Let's put the other ones aside. Well, that's why we have to appoint a bipartisan commission, give them two years and $50 million, and then have everybody completely ignore the results. That's our only choice. <laughs> hey, we got we got to move on, Gary, just because I don't want to run out of time because I really want to ask about this. I don't know if everybody around the country knows 
California and some other states, I guess, you probably know how many, have these uh, initiative systems, these ballot systems, where you kind of... Propositions. Propositions. In theory, it was supposed to... You know, take the big money out of it and just directly let the people decide the big issues. Uh, well, it didn't take the money out of it this time in California. You've got the two most expensive ballot propositions in state history. And what are they? Yeah. Well, they're uh, what a surprise. They're over money. It's over ga- gambling, most notably sports gambling, sports betting. Some states, people go, what are you talking about sports betting? We've been doing that for a long time. And, to, and to, the backstory is really quick. 2018, SCOTUS said, you can, the states can legalize sports betting. 35 of those, including, and, and the District of Columbia have done that. But the biggest prize of all, California. Why? Because 12% of the population lives there, so does a lot of money reside there. Does not currently have legalized sports betting. And, Jack, as you know, that's what this battle is about. Really, it's pitting two sides. In California, you have legal gaming on Indian tribe lands or in casinos owned and, and operated by Indian tribes. That's Prop 26. They want to now legalize sports betting there. That would have to be in person. Prop 27, the big competing measure, would allow the big boys, the MGMs, the DraftKings, the FanDuels, blah, 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 to have you know, electronic sports betting on your you know, cell phone, computer, wherever. That's what the battleground is, $400 million. Why would people spend that much? Get this. In 2021, the total handle for sports betting, $57 billion with a B dollars. That's why this is going on. Right now, the polls just seeing the most recent numbers. I pulled them up to share them with you guys today. Just got these this morning. They're both going down in flames. 30% yes, 53 no for 26. 20, only 22 yes, 60. I mean, yes, that's right. 64 no for Prop 27. So, you know, the ads have been mainly negative, knocking the other guy down. But here's the deal. End with this. If both of these fail, which they look like they're going to, this is not going to be the end of it. They will come back. There already are plans for another round next cycle and the next cycle. This is a knockdown drag out well, to the end. See who's going to win this. A couple of questions about this. One, I'm kind of surprised. So, like, California all of a sudden is, what, fundamentalist about gambling? They don't think it's, it's just surprising to me. We're the anything-goes state. Um, and But... Uh, I don't understand it at all because I can gamble on anything, anywhere, anytime with my phone. What's what's allowing it in the state even mean? Well, some I don't know how all the mechanisms happen, Jack, but you're not supposed to be able to gamble on your phone within California. That's supposed to be how it works. And by the way... Everybody's laughing here in the studio, by the way. Everybody's throwing back their head in laughter at the idea that you can't gamble on your phone in California. (laughs) Hey, Jack, by the way, hey, Jack, by the way, here's the mechanism about what you kind of were wondering, pondering why we don't have it yet here. The legislature, in all its wisdom, tried to arbitrate this fight in our legislature. And as you guys know, almost all these statewide propositions, or at least the big dollar ones, come about because you can't get a resolution in the legislature they tried a couple years ago couldn't for obvious reasons even though they banged heads together couldn't get people to agree and that's why they're on the ballot Uh, yeah okay the the two most expensive props in california history are this interesting yeah very strange and still a little mystifying to me and i know the tribes uh, write big giant checks too they do some aggressive lobbying to keep gambling on their side but uh, again i can bet on every single nfl game next uh, major league baseball season the upcoming golf tournament and, and probably two kids in a foot race at an elementary school on my smartphone right now if i want to so but again, you're not supposed little... to joe oh well damn <laughs> 
Thank you, Gary. I don't know if you've seen this breaking news. There are reports. Uh, people inside Trump circle say he's going to announce tonight at J.D. Vance's event that he's running for president. Oh, yikes. He's not even waiting till the, till the uh, polls are closed. Now, well, well, no surprise. I pretty much expected it, guys, right after the midterm. He's jumping in, and that'll be a discussion for another day because that's going to raise all kinds of new, uh, shall we say, question marks. Okay, I need a yes or no, Adia. Biden on the ticket for 2024? An absolute decided, I intend to, but of course it's just an intention. Okay. Does Does that sound familiar? That's what Biden's official line is. But guys, all the indicators are inside the White House. He's going for it. Oh, my God. Nah, stop it. It's going to be Trump-Biden. Again, I will wager any figure anybody can cock. If Elon Musk gets on the... (laughs) If Elon Musk texts and said, Joe, I got a billion dollars, says Biden runs, I would take that action. Well, if Joe if Joe if Joe makes that gamble in California, I will call the police. So, so if you want some good nonpartisan political analysis, follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Dietrich. Gary, it's always great to talk. Thanks. Okay, guys, have a good day. Armstrong and Getty.